This is Tim Nance. This is not my podcast, but this is the Wrestling Cheers podcast. Catchphrase. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Welcome back to a bonus episode of Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if you are living in the wonderful state of Florida. That's right, we are Wrestling Cheers, and we are brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and NEO Sports Insiders. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. If you want to get a hold of us, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose, a desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. I am your host. I am heavy set. And, you know, here on Wrestling Cheers, we like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and every so on so on we do have interviews. This, well, it's a bo- and number one, it's a bonus episode. So there's another episode coming out later this week, and it's also going to be an interview episode. And this one is a special crossover episode. So it's an you know, interview slash crossover with the wonderful people over at the IndieCast. So there's like this nice little brotherhood of podcasts, if you will, where we like to help each other out, promote each other, and all th- that kind of fun stuff. And the other two in particular are Kick Out of Two, which you heard a couple months ago back on here. We did a special crossover with them. And then there is none other than the Indie Cast. And um, part one was released last week on their feed. So if you haven't checked that out, please go on all over to their feed and check that. It's really easy to find. You know, you can just type in the Indie Cast or. You know, it is can be found on iTunes under the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. I I am a subscriber, of course, because pretty much any show that I I promote on a weekly basis, majority of the time, if not all the time, is a show that I listen to. I've at least listened to at some point. So this is one of those shows I have I do listen to. I started listening to them a few months back, and that's Roughly when we started doing the cross-promotion of just like actual simple promoting, hey, they make posts, they tag us, and, and vice versa. Same thing with our friends over Kick Out It too. So uh, I want to you know, get this intro out of the way and then uh, go into the interview. It's a very, very long interview. So uh, it's almost an hour and a half just of that. It's going to make up for the very short regular episode that we have coming out this week. But that is none other with the brand new AIW Tag Team Champions, the production. All five members for the first time as Tag Team Champions and for the first time all together for a little bit interview. It was uh, getting late. I was I was allowed 20 minutes and uh, busted out a couple questions. We had, a, we had a little bit of fun. Almost had a run in from MJF and a special appearance 
from the also new AIW Intense Champion, Tim fucking Dots. So I have yet to edit that. That'll be something I do well before I'll be doing it tomorrow. So it will be available for Thursday. So anyway, let's get into all of this. And also, I'll repeat it on the regular episode. Normally, we do do the pre the reviews, I should say, right after an AIW show. But I wanted to put this in there as a little buffer. And next week's episode, regular episode, will be a Absolution 13 review. So that's that's pretty, pretty much it. And uh, we'll be back at the end of the episode to wrap everything up. What's the deal? It's Mr. Fresh to Death, Pretty Boy Smooth, and you are listening to Wrestling Cheers. And we are back on the podcast, another crossover episode, two times in one year, and we're completing the trifecta of the independent wrestling family that we're trying to grow of among podcasts. And this time we have on two members of the IndyCast, Zach Romero and Chad Allen. How are you guys doing this evening? Hey, everybody. We are doing wonderful. Have you said, how are you? I'm, I'm doing really great. We had a fun conversation on your show. We talked a lot of food. We talked about comedies, talked about bunch of other fun stuff. I mean, those it's are the not those, wrestling. right? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. In the, for the it's it's the same thing when you know we I did everything with Kick Out of Two. We started talking about like food and and traveling and highways and everything. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna skip in. Some, we're gonna put in some wrestling there, but we'll talk about all these other fun things. And I feel like that's what makes podcasts like ours special because yeah, you can get those type of interviews and those questions and those conversations anywhere but i don't care who you are you don't live off 100 percent wrestling you have to have some other bone in your body where you have other interests and we all come from different crazy fandom backgrounds and it's fun to talk about those other things and also who doesn't love talking about food right true, true. i think yeah and i think if there's any if there's any podcast that might talk more about food than, than us it's definitely the kick out of two true. kick out of two group they, yeah, well, they... I, I think the other thing, too, is, you know, the the three of us here, you know, all of these different podcasts, these lovely what, people. what else are we going to talk about? Like, if we were serious business, let's say we weren't talking about food and movies and stuff like that, <laughs> and we were like, we were like, oh, no, okay, we're having this crossover, so let's talk about what we all know. Hey, editing's a real pain in the ass. Like, that, who's <laughs> listening to that? So, like, okay, yeah, we've all done podcasts, we've all had the butterflies in our tum-tum and we're like, I got to talk to this wrestler. Hope they don't hate me when this is done. Like, that, you know, what else is there to talk about in terms of what makes a podcast? Right. So, yeah, we're going to talk about other stuff that hopefully we can all connect on, the, like Chris Farley, the stylings of Chris Farley in the 90s. And so I, like I can say one of the, the biggest things that makes me happy about our podcast, all three of ours, and I'm sure you've gotten this too, it's the, it's the weird, like, minor recognition that you'll get from time to time from the people that you don't expect. Hear me out on this one. Shut up. <laughs> that I, I've never experienced that, so no, I, could, I no, can't agree with you. Example. They, so we, um, you and I, we all, uh, they actually the entire IndyCast crew was at Shine Wrestling. True. Um, fairly recently here. And um, as always, I have basically a uniform that I tend to wear to wrestling shows, which is usually a pair of dark pants for my kilt. And my IndyCast t-shirt, which, by the way, Luna Lynn, if you're listening to this, just kidding, no, you're not. Uh, but I need another IndyCast shirt. Um, okay. But um, I, but I walk up to Leva Bates, you know, pretty damn famous wrestler. She's mm-hmm. known, I would say, fairly worldwide for, you know, even just for her stint in NXT as Blue Pants. 
when I walked up, she saw the shirt, clicked two and two that she knew who the hell I was, and then it went from just the typical, like, oh, hey, you great want to buy a shirt? Yeah. Oh, hey, and an actual, like, legitimate hug and stuff like that. That's one of those moments where you, you we've done enough. Let me actually, let me one up you on that because one up me <laughs> because your story was I wore a shirt with my show on it right. and a wrestler who was on it was like oh yeah I think I did that. The actual example uh-huh. I think you're looking for comes from David Starr because David Starr has spotted us at wrestling shows this before, not wearing uniforms. That's true. And goes hey IndyCast, what's going on so. Right. He knows us. And we all turned into little... Right, little yeah, we all get all there. So, yes, that's that's pretty fantastic to be rubbing elbows with people that are rich and famous and know who the hell we are sometimes. Because I don't know if you know this, uh, since we're on uh, digital uh, radio here, we're all nerdy men with beards yes. Yes. that uh, won't turn down a cheesesteak. So they come, we kind of come a dime a dozen. We kind of come a dime a dozen. So True. any way that we can stand out... And have them go like, oh yeah, I did your show. It didn't suck. That does right. feel pretty good. I, I, I thought you meant like fans at wrestling shows being like, hey, I listened to your show. It's great because that, that never happened. happened. No, 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 no. I ring announce at shows and people won't even do that to me. <laughs> and they see my face and they're like, who are you? Yeah. So, yeah. I think I've had the benefit of just being a fan in this area for so long. Like I think one of my two favorite moments, one of being... I remember getting an 8x10 from Veda. Like, I've, I've known her for a while. I had her on the Ohio Indie Report at the time. And I was like, yeah, I want this picture. And she just fills it out and, like, signs my name. Like, doesn't do the typical, like, you know, what's your name? Like, how do you spell it? She just signs it. I'm just like, wow. She Either I'm annoying enough or whatever she knows my, my I'm name. I'm burned into her brain yeah. forever. And then the other one was um, – <laughs> The other one was on uh, a Facebook live video, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa at the, before ever, obviously the breakup when they were before, actually before they even had a name, a DIY, they were doing this typical thing that a lot of NXT wrestlers were doing was getting on live and, you know, uh, reacting to people's posts and, and questions. Like I think one of my favorite ones was the revival. Like somebody would say something and they would have a comeback. So I got to, you really got to see how good they were. But with, uh, you know, Gargano and Ciampa, it was like right after the Cruiserweight Classic match. And, you know, they're just, you know, talking about all this kind of stuff. And they, they were taking questions from people. And I've like I said, I've known Johnny for a while. And, like, we love talking sports. And one that I threw out there because people were just throwing out random questions. I was like, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? And Tommaso was actually picking the questions. And they were reading the names. They get to the my question because they're like, all right, we're going to do – it was Tommaso saying, we're going to do one more question before we wrap it up. Who's winning the Super Bowl, Justin Summers? And on Facebook, fucking Facebook Live, NXT Instagram uh, – not Instagram, but Facebook, Johnny Gargano goes, that's my guy. That, that's my guy. That's my guy. The Justin guy. Yeah, like he kind of like, hey, I know him. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's nuts. He just said – Frame that screenshot and put it above your mantle, right? right? Uh, I have I downloaded the video. I, d- I saved the audio. <laughs> oh yeah, because okay. it, it's in between that and if you uh, ever seen the uh, the the whole shebang, his final show at AIW, the final independent wrestling show, he names off a couple fans. I got thrown in there, and like that was just like wow. He could have named a bunch of people. I haven't been following in his whole career. I just started following in 2011. But I've made enough impression on that he seen me in the crowd and he wanted to say my name of people that he wanted to thank. It's like that's mind blowing. Well, this has been the Nutswingers podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I love. I, I try not to go into the, I try not to go into those too much, but I don't know. They're they're fun stories. We, we that's we're all wrestling fans. We like having these mark out moments, whether I mean how whether they're in wrestling and out of wrestling, we have different things to mark out for. That's true. We have a bunch of mark out moments we can't even talk about on air. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> There's two or three statute of limitations still on those. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. No, Florida is a weird wrestling scene. So, um, I have a question for you, Heavy Set. Okay. Um, because <laughs> on the IndyCast. Are interviewing him still? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't not. Um, so on the IndyCast, we've talked many, many times about uh, theme parks in Florida. Okay. Because although we are just this heaping pile of white trash and alligators, we also have a lot of theme parks. Really good um, theme parks. Yeah. Exactly. And so we've kind of debated about, like, what is great at Disney, what's trash at Disney, what's great at Universal, what's trash at Universal, blah, blah, blah. However, Cedar Point up in that area. Cedar Point, mm-hmm. uh, Joggle Lake, Kings Island are all like in that sort of area. Um, um, I, I got bad news for you. You know Joggle Lake's been closed for a number of years. Uh, I should also mention that although growing up in Cuyahoga Falls, <laughs> it's been a long time since Ohio. Um, but anyway, so theme park-wise, is there anything? Do you frequent any? Do you give a shit? Like, is there anything up there that you actually go to? Like anything like Kings Island or, or anything like that or Cedar Point? For me, it was Juggle. Like, that's what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. I mean, with it, it was like, you know, within an hour from my house, not, probably a little bit shorter than that in lovely Aurora, Ohio. But, the, like, they stopped doing the rides in, I think, like 2006, 2007. And then it was a water park up until the end of, I want to say 2016. And I hadn't gone back since they made it just a water park because I grew up with the double loop and the raging wolf bobs and you know when they went from originally being joggle lake to owned by six flags to cedar fair buying them for those who don't know that is cedar point so they buy them and they bring back joggle lake and they bring back all these things that you love and then eventually they go you know what we're getting rid of it and that's what really broke my heart because my first roller coaster i ever rode was the double loop at joggle lake and it had a special place in my heart and if i ever wanted to go to you know, Cedar Point, that was like much farther away, like well over an hour, hour and a half. I don't know if it's two hours, but it's still such a long a distance. a lifetime as a kid. Right? Yeah. And the cool thing when Jogga Lake was dying down, like you could get in the uh, ride lines a lot easier. There was times that you're, you know, you're done with the roller coaster. And it's like, oh, uh, no one else is here. You want to go? You want to go on again? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. So got to experience it again. The not having to wait those even long lines. If there is a line, you might have to wait 10 minutes if that. It, to then go to a place like freaking Cedar Point where, yeah, you got like a one-hour wait, a two-hour wait. And I have uh, genetically bad ankles. I was born with joints in both of my feet that don't move. So when I'm standing for a long period of time, they swell up. Swelling up not to where it's like a, just this massive you know, ankle. It's just it's it hurts to walk because they're swollen. And... You know, that's when I really discovered that I had that issue because, yeah, you're on your feet pretty much the whole day. And when you're waiting in, you know, a line for one roller coaster and it's good a good hour. And if you're like, oh, an hour, that's it at that time. Like, oh, just I and then I think I actually kind of got burnt out with roller coasters and everything. I went for a company picnic for an old company I worked at. And I don't know, like just it was gone. I didn't care anymore. And that's what sucks because Cedar Point's supposed to be like, you know, the roller coaster capital. Like, that's supposed to be the best, you know, amusement park in the world outside of, you know, all your Disney and Universal stuff. And, yeah, it's just, I lost my love for it. Mm-hmm. I lost my smile. 
Shawn Michaels. That's true. That's the, the theme park equivalent. He fell out of love. Right. He's almost a that. So there's Sorry. something like I don't want to do in the whole typical podcast thing, but I do want to know like more of the origin of your podcast because the funny thing is, and I've never really told many people this, uh, I was a part of the cult of kayfabe for a number of years, <clears throat> and I'd always see you're a sinner as well. <laughs> I, I I would always see your guys' podcast being promoted, and I would obviously being a podcaster myself and everything. I'd just be like. Who the fuck are these guys? Fuck them. Not even not even listening. And then, you know, becoming friends with, you know, Kick Out of Two, and then, like, actually listening to the podcast. And actually, not too long ago, I said, you know what? I'm just going to start listening to, like, people that I people keep telling me about. And Indie Cast was one of them. I'm like, all right, let me give these guys a try. Screw it. Let's do it. And I was like, well, I had been avoiding these guys for a long time for no stupid fucking reason. So I do need to know, like, the origin of how everything started. You guys have been going on... About as long as I have, but you have been way more consistent than I've I've ever been. <laughs> that should be your that should be your calling card. We heard the most consistently on yeah. podcast in in uh, in fresh wrestling. Um, so we'll go back a bit. So yeah, back to the cult of kayfabe. Um, cult of well, I was gonna say yeah. Give the quick origin story in case you know clean people are listening to this and don't know what that is. Cult of Kayfabe is a uh, professional wrestling group on Facebook, Facebook uh, that currently right now I think has something about 40,000. It is gigantic. Yeah, it's... it's and for a good reason. Right. Um, we're very big on, especially for, you know, the admins and, and making sure that it's uh, not a lot of uh, not it's a lot of crap. Posting. It's, 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 it's usually we're, we try to keep, as we like to say, we try to keep our cock clean. Um, but they had... They had yeah, bing bong. They have, so they have started a podcast called the Cockcast. Um, surprisingly, mostly talking about the WWE uh, and the occasional sprinkling of TNA. And uh, I had come along at one point and went, "Hey, we're missing a big chunk of what's going on out there with the independent scene, and I think we need to remedy that." And um, James Ryder, who runs Bolts Kayfabe, and uh, Corey Vitrek, who runs Bolts Kayfabe, said, "Hey, that sounds great." It's all yours. Go ahead and, and make it happen. That was great. That's your problem. Right, now. exactly. So um, from there, uh, I had actually met Zach uh, and his, his lovely then fiance. You yeah. guys weren't even married yet. Uh, at, uh, interestingly enough, a Shine show. A Shine 7. Shine 7, uh, where we all had paid for the um, ultra expensive oh, yeah. stage when we were on the stage. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like you had the... Um, uh, there was like an after party thing where you were supposed to like meet the wrestlers. Yeah, that I and went it was to. just uh, it was just like a fruit tray and Evil East just looking exhausted and be like, yeah, why, why am I here? Why am I here? Yeah, yeah, amazing. Uh, but um, we met at that and uh, just became fast friends, became buddies. Over I wore that. I was wearing a uh, a Mega Powers Mega Man shirt that you uh, complimented. Yeah, that's what started it. And, uh, and, we and the suit jacket, of yeah. course. Yeah. I'm a dapper I'm a dapper Dan. But um, I, I was looking for, so, okay, well, I've got the okay to do this. I, I can't really do it by myself. I need a co-host. Um, and I asked Zach about it. And I'll let you tell the story of the first few episodes we tried to record. I think that's a funny story. Uh, the first few were real rough. Um, we tried to do it over Skype because that's how a lot of podcasts that aren't, uh, you know, in the same room where, like, there's podcasts where hosts live in different states or cities or whatever. So we tried to do it over Skype. And uh, the first couple, the first episode, we're running fine. It's like we're like three minutes in, and at the time, 
Jervis Cottonbelly <laughs> had just popped up in Chikara, and we really wanted to talk about him because we love his character. And as soon as we start talking about Jervis Cottonbelly, the connection on Skype completely shits the bed, mm-hmm. oh, and we yeah. cannot get it to work. So we try again, I think a few days later, <laughs> we try again, we do the Skype thing again, we get like 10 minutes in, we bring up the Jervis Cottonbelly story again, shits the bed, shits the bed all over again. Cannot get it to work. So finally, we said <clears throat> we both had tuberculosis, and right. then we decided uh, to hell with this, and so we just started meeting up because, you know, uh, Luna and I lived out in the boonies, and Chad lived in Tampa, and so we would just kind of make the journey to one another's house and just record it there, and we've been basically doing it ever since. Which is how Luna five got, years ago. Which is how Luna got involved in the show, because she was just sitting in the room. Right. Because she was just going to be like our producer. Right. And then she ended up chiming in on something because she couldn't help herself. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, hold it. Maybe having, maybe having somebody, female is not a bad idea. somebody with a vagina on the show right. might not be a bad idea. So, ha, ha, ha. Those were simple days. Um, <laughs> we still have somebody with a vagina on the show. That's sure. Like, that's uh, where my life jumped in. Yeah. So, so anyway, so that's kind of how it all got started. We were fast friends. We became podcast co-hosts. And now, like, we are just basically a big family now. Yeah. Um, and so that's the IndyCast. That's my, five years ago. My kids can't wait until Mr. Jack and Miss Luna come over. So. <laughs> well, to be fair, I really kick ass on Nintendo Switch. But, um, yeah, no, and so that's been it. That's been our journey ever since. We've interviewed a ton of people. We've God. had a lot of weird conversations. Uh, Chad and I reviewed the first the pilot episode of the Pamela Anderson TV show, VIP. Um, we reviewed the China adult video. We, we have oh, reviewed the China Queen of the Ring video as well as the uh, Sunny, Sunny video. video. Um, Yeesh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I just, it's just darn it. I mean, it's a really weird show. Yeah. That's, uh, that's very odd to, to summarize. And by the way, if some other if some other wrestler, and I don't even care if it's a guy or a girl, could please do some sort of adult video so we have something to record. We still uh, need to get Tommy Fistle on. Oh, we've reviewed. Um, uh, an adult film star. We had Jesse Jane on. We've yeah. had um, all We're, kinds of Chikara characters. We've had David Starr on a half a dozen times. Rich Swan's been on before. Rich Swan, Sue Young, um, Leave a Base. Leave a Base. Mia Yim. Mia Yim told us we didn't suck, which right. was pretty great. That was actually legitimately what she said. So. This podcast didn't suck. Uh, Lynn Federato. What other name drops can we do? We've um, got a bunch. Effie, um, uh, White Mike, after their with controversy. Uh, we've been involved in controversies on the show. Uh, we uh, we're, we're in the middle of a controversy right now. We yeah, we got uh, we got threatened with a lawsuit. We did. Um, yeah, the show's been super weird. Um, and then uh, the, the past year and a half, though, we uh, oh right, yeah, we, we separated from uh, Cult of Kayfabe. No, Cult of Kayfabe decided was, that they were just sort of wrapping up on their online stuff. It was costing a lot of money and stuff a, like that. It was a polite breakup. We yeah, took it so, over, and here we are. And so now we've stretched out on our own and have been. A lot more successful than we thought it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were kind of down in the dumps, and then we did some research. Went, oh, hey, we don't suck. That's yeah, pretty nice. Yeah, we've got some okay numbers. And, uh, and that's the IndyCast in a nutshell. Also, we all have Disney passes, and so we talk about that bullshit a lot. Yeah. I've Which, been, by the way, group we got to set that up, goddammit. I've been Not really good. fascinated about Disney because I've never, ever, ever, ever been to any of the Disney parks. Well, when you come down to right, first of all, hang make out. it yeah, make a journey. Come down. Uh, you don't have to eat Wawa, but it would it would help. Um, <laughs> I'll let you eat Wawa. Uh, well, okay. Last time, actually, when I uh, when I went down for WrestleMania last year in Orlando, I did eat at a Wawa that was right down the road from my hotel, and they did not have the customary cookies and cream milk. That actually made me mad. 
Like, they didn't even have a section for those type of milks. Like, if there was a thing that I've seen, like I've seen in Philly, where, okay, cookies and cream milk should be right here, but they did not have it even available like that. And that... Cardinal sin. Yeah, so... Here's my my question. Very interesting. You came down here to... So you were down here in Orlando for WrestleMania, which we were both at as well. Yep. Uh, me and my uh, my lovely wife and our roommate, you with uh, King George. Right, that's true, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, sitting around watching the show. I yeah. sure didn't. You yeah. showed up on your uh, Instagram about that long ago. Um, but uh, so did you go to any – did you just do the WWE stuff Did you, uh, or did you do any of the indie games? Uh, I uh, did independent, a lot of independent stuff. I think the only WWE stuff I did besides WrestleMania itself was one thing of access the day of WrestleMania. So it was – not a lot of your your bigger names with people who weren't going to be wrestling at WrestleMania, people who didn't wrestle at NXT. So I know like I got in a line for X Pac and Kane, and I was actually kind of sad that it was switched out before I got there to Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Like I love Zack Ryder, I love Kurt Hawkins, but Kane is like one of my top favorite wrestlers of all time. So to see him get pulled away, I'm like, God, I love Zach. We're, we're, we're fellow. Right, yeah. Well, me and Zach are fellow ghost heads, a.k.a. Ghostbuster fans. So to see him get pulled away, I'm like, I'm like, him get brought I'm like, yeah, it's cool, but Kane. Love Kane. But uh, I did go, like, I went to, let me see, I went to Progress. I went to the, this, uh, this is the one super show, the, um, Wrestle, the yeah, the, the WrestleCon super show, actually. Um, oh, okay. I went to ROH. Supercard of Honor, that was fun. Um, I know uh, Evolve right after Progress, which I think of all the shows that I went to, the one that I loved the most was Progress. It was because uh, it felt like you took the the Progress audience from England and you transplanted it in Orlando. Well, because probably it was. (laughs) Well, but I think there was was also just so many like huge fans of the product, even stateside, that they. They carry that over. Like, I don't get to watch progress um, that much, but I know I had a bunch of friends from the UK tell me, hey, like, check them out. And I was like, that's actually already on my list. I'm going to go see these. Oh, you're going to love it. And I I did. And the Evolve show was right after it. And I think the main event of that was, you know, Darby Allen versus Ethan Page. And freaking Ethan Page pretty much murdered Darby Allen. But the crowd was way smaller and they weren't into it as bad. The, the progress fans for it. I'm like, wow, that it was, it was a night and day difference. And I was sad for evolve, but I was like, well, progress, like it, it showed like why, like this little company from England can make waves over here and still be that successful. So have you said, and I obviously both at the ring of honor show that yeah. weekend, sad that we didn't cross paths at the first punk pro shows that ever were. I was, and I was wondering if he did show up for some of the really small ones. I would have felt like a real yeah. dick if he had been like, yeah, what's the punk pro show? I'd be like, I didn't, I didn't shake your hand, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, I did not go to that. Because like, it was me and a friend uh, came down. We I drove because, you know, I love food. And since I'm no longer an over-the-road truck driver, there's places that I wanted to go to that I know I could get along the way. Like, for example, like I had friends who all went to Dallas for WrestleMania the year before, and my favorite, one of my favorite restaurants in the world is Whataburger. Then I found out there is some Whataburgers in Jacksonville. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm driving down there mainly because I want to be able to stop at a Whataburger on my way there. So I did that on the way there. And on the way back, we stopped at a Zaxby's, which is another restaurant. Which I that's I don't is that really in Florida much? Yeah, they just opened one in our neighborhood, okay. and um, it's delicious. 
always gives me the runs. I, I don't, don't know. I don't like them. I've stopped the one I didn't like it. Now, Whataburger is possibly my favorite burger joint in the world. Interesting. Because um, okay. uh, I had that legitimately. Uh, I was in San Antonio for my shoot job, and they had a uh, In-N-Out, they had a Jack in the Box, and they had a Whataburger all in San Antonio. And the only one I went back to multiple times was Whataburger. Wow. I went, I think, I was there for two weeks, and I think I went to Whataburger like four times. I'm not proud of it, <laughs> but that's how, good, that's how good Whataburger was. And I was like, I'm going back to Whataburger. Oh, you should trust on me. <laughs> Nobody could. I was there by myself. I'm good. I think my favorite story about Whataburger was literally the first time I went. I was, at the time, being over the road, me and my partner, we stopped at a parking lot that had a Whataburger there because he was like, oh, I've heard a lot of good things about it, but I really want to go. And I was like, yeah, I've heard good, good things about it, too. Let's, let's stop. And as I'm, I'm walking inside, this worker there who's, like, just taking out the garbage and coming back inside, he opens the door for me and goes, welcome back. I'm like, I've never been into a Whataburger in my life until now. He's like, what? You look like a guy that was just here. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that's telling me that I'm fat or whatever. And I just look like everybody else that comes through here. But I'm like, no, I've never been in a Whataburger in my no, life. Just recorded here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, my favorite thing to get there though. It's funny. It's not, it's not burger. It's the barbecue chicken strip sandwich. That sounds oh, like, like the, their burgers are good. The, the patty melt, which I know a, lot, a couple other, my friends like rave about. It's good too. But that, like when I had that, I was like, Oh my God, this is great. It's just, you know, some chicken strips, some cheese, uh, barbecue sauce, but oh, it's amazing. And when I took my friend down for WrestleMania and he had never had it, like I got my thing and I'm like, get whatever. And you know, I'm like, it was it worth it. He's like, yeah, this, this is pretty freaking good. I'm like, yep. Like this, that's Whataburger. And actually I've seen, um, uh, alley cat. Like I know she walks around with a, if you see pictures of her with a Whataburger fanny pack, I end up, and it took me a little while. I found one on eBay and I bought it just because I think that is so awesome. I miss Whataburger so much. Well, I like that his first experience at a Whataburger was the Shining Hotel of Whataburgers. Right. Like, welcome back. Oh, I haven't been here. Oh, it's been you, have you said? It's always been you. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. So, so okay, so you've never been to a Disney park. Okay. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being like, yeah, I don't really give a shit, 10 being like, yum, yum, give me some, how do you feel about Disney movies? Love them. That's actually, okay. I, I was like, I wanted, because I actually haven't figured out your guys' special question for the um, Faye Five, but I thought it was going to be Disney related because one of my favorite movies of last year was a Disney movie. Which was? Coco. Uh, was I believe the, the, the great debate. The winner of our, uh, bracket. our March Madness bracket. AKA remember. two episodes for four grown ass people argue about children's movies. Right. Yes. When, when I went to go see it, because that's the thing I love about. Pixar movies is they a lot of them really touch your heart and they'll find a way to get to all of your emotions and at the end they're going to give you a reason that you're almost going to cry or even like a movie like Up you're going to give you about five minutes and they're going to make you cry and when I I even went to go see that movie it was in the first couple minutes like he's you know he goes to this movie theater he's like a really happy kid he meets this girl and like they like you could tell like like they're going to get married I go Every preview I've seen about this movie, he's a grumpy. Oh my god, no, no. Oh, they get married. No, don't do. Oh no, no. Well, she's getting sick. Oh god, no. Oh no. And then she died. But with, but with, Co with Coco, it was definitely a movie. Like I, I felt that in the movie theater. Like I, I, I'll openly admit I cried a little. 
And then my girlfriend actually fell asleep during it because we saw it at like a late showing and she was just really exhausted. And I was like, okay, like that sucks. She missed it, but we have movie pass. So it was no big deal. Then we buy it and we're watching it. And she's like, she remembers some things. Like she knows like who his real dad is, Miguel's real dad is and everything. And then it gets to the part where he's coming back from the land of the dead to go sing to Coco. And like, she just looks at me and she's like starting to cry. And like, I'm like, I'd already seen it. I know what's happening. And it still gets me. <laughs> like, I know. Okay, get up. <laughs> and I think like after I, I watched the movie too, I downloaded uh, all the versions of Remember Me. And when you get to that one from that moment, if if you had just watched it, it's so fresh in your mind where like you still like I'm like I'm not gonna cry. It's it's like the Sarah McLaughlin commercials on TV. It's like in the arms of remember me. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say similarly to the uh, girlfriend sleeping during emotional moment. Uh, I talked about seeing Incredibles two, and there's a short in the beginning about a little dumpling boy, yes. and very similar in terms of like, oh, here come the tears. I am like misty-eyed at the end of this thing. I feel super guilty. I have to call my mom afterwards. <laughs> and I look at, at Luna, my wife, and she's just like, so did she eat that kid or what? And I'm like, <laughs> what? She's like, she ate that kid, though. <laughs> like, it's called a metaphor, sweetheart. What yeah. the hell were you watching? I didn't get it. <laughs> what the fuck? That's... Yeah, so... That's Sometimes the other fun thing. Of, they just don't understand. <laughs> I was <laughs> saying that's the other fun thing about Pixar movies. They they have those shorts, and those shorts are all really good. Like I, you, you'll always have at least one or two in your mind that you remember. Like I don't remember which movies they came before, but I remember watching them, and I remember them like getting to me a little bit. And it's it's one of those things too. Some of them don't even have like I think all of them like don't have really dialogue. It's all. You know, through music and everything, or the sound effects. It's never actual. Right. You want to do like the multicultural ones because the Mickey right. Mouse shorts do that. They'll yeah. Do, like multicultural shorts that either don't have dialogue or use music, so that people from other countries can watch. And they're like, "Yeah, that's great." So then, interesting question: What is your what is your the your favorite short that they've done? The one that comes to my mind the most is the uh, the little the bird at the beach. Piper. Yeah, that's that that was that was one of my favorites. I forget what movie that was in front of. Come on, you got it. I don't know what movie. Oh, you about. son of a! You answered it so confidently. I, well, because I know the I knew the movie because it's because it's really cool about a cute little bird who learns how to go find uh, find food and stuff, and it's adorable and it's named after it's the same name as my daughter. Right. Okay. Easy. Sure. Uh, is it Mr. Romero. Oh, uh, uh, the one where the one where the lady ate the baby. The one with the cannibal mom. No, um, that one made me real sad. No, the one you know what the one I remember, the one I remember most is um, way way back. Uh, the old guy playing chess with himself. That kid has like the most yeah, personalities. That's, that's another like one. Toy Story one, I think. I think so. Yeah, like that's the one that sticks out in my mind. The Toy Story one's the one with the birds on birds on wire. I do believe. Oh, okay. Then I didn't give a shit about that. Then uh, whatever <laughs> the one with the old man playing chess with himself. That was uh, that sticks in my mind. It's it, then they played for teeth. That was the, right. That was the punchline, I guess. Right. Or, or the punchline is, ah, he's, he's senile. He's trying to put him in the home. Um, but anyway, so the reason why I asked about Disney's shit is, so why haven't you made the trip to a Disney? Why haven't you made a trip to Mecca yet? Why haven't you come to uh, to a Disney theme park? <laughs> uh, well, the closest I was was WrestleMania weekend when I had to take some stuff back to a friend of mine 
who was like right down the road from Disney World. It, for me, it was more just growing up. Uh, we grew up kind of poor. Like I grew up legitimately in a trailer park, and uh, the the only family vacations we ever did was one out to Arizona to see family, and another one to Washington D.C. And it's definitely a thing that I want to do. And it's just I know it's a lot of money, and my money is always going elsewhere as an adult, but. I, I don't know whether I would enjoy it more as an adult or a kid because I do see aspects even watching stuff on YouTube because thank you, Ethan Page, making me, not making me, but I watched your YouTube show and you're showing all these things you went to at a Disney theme park. So there was a Disney tags in those and all of a sudden YouTube goes, hey, you might like this one about the, uh, Disney theme parks. Oh, watch this one. The 10 things you don't do if you want to eat at Disney. Here's the things that you don't know about. I'm like, God damn it. I kept watching them all. I'm like, oh, great. I'm a 32-year-old adult, and now I, I want to go to Disney more than I ever have in my life because I've watched okay. these videos. Thank I'm you, Ethan Page. I'm a 42-year-old adult with an annual pass. I highly recommend watching <laughs> Tim Tracker. I'll say an annual pass and who actively tries to come up with ways to ditch their kids so they can go to Disney as hell, adults. Hell yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? Um... Well, here's the thing. Here's a couple things to think about. Number one, if you're ever in Florida or in Orlando area, but you don't quite have the cash for a full-blown Disney trip, you can always do Disney Springs, True. which is free to get in, and it's just all shops and things like that. But you get a little taste of the Disney experience there. There's all kinds of cool Disney merch. Um, there's a Lego store there. There's the poutine large, fries. The world's largest Disney stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a good little, like, kind of – wet the palate a little bit. Um, but, yeah, no, bottom line is get your ass to Florida and we'll give you the grand tour. And I think his pass holders, doesn't he get a discount if he buys his ticket with us or something they like that? Used, they did it for a little while. I don't know if they still have that offer going. No, they fired James Gunn. They waltz Nazi and no more right. discounts. But anyway, um, so, yeah, come on down to Florida. Bring your lo- lovely girlfriend and uh, we'll give you the grand tour. Uh, don't go to... Hollywood Studios right now because it's all under construction. Oh, and um, the part that is open now is freaking crazy. Um, Epcot is for education purposes. Nobody needs that. Uh, Animal Kingdom sucks. Uh, so Magic Kingdom, Animal, I think. Okay, now pause that that sentiment for a little while there, so we can argue that on our show later. Animal Kingdom does not suck. How dare you? <laughs> Quote me one line from the movie uh, "Fucking Avatar." <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Anyway, so other than you know what, I will I will gladly argue Animal Kingdom without using Avatar. Shut the fuck up. This is the last episode of the Indycast. We put the whole show broke up. Got exclusive right there. I will gladly. Um, so I will anyway, gladly do this fight later. No, you're right. You're right. He should drive a hundred miles from Ohio to come and be bored by a very expensive zoo. You're right. You got it. You nailed it. Um. Anyway. Drive a couple, yeah, couple hundred miles there. Show them the world. open anymore. Good. Um, anyway, so no, we'll do Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Um, we'll do the Haunted Mansion. I'll yell at anybody who uh, has a flashlight on during the ride. I will punch somebody in the face. Oh my god! There will be physical violence. Ooh, that that got a little excited. I didn't want to get so spicy. Um, yeah. So no, come down to Disney and we'll give you the grand tour. Yes. Now you guys. Well, how long have you lived in Florida? Uh, I'm almost at a decade now. How about, no, I'm over a decade now. How about uh, let's you? see. How old is my brother? My brother is 26. Oh, God, he's 26. Gross. 26 years I've been living in Florida. <laughs> so you were, you've at least lived there at part of the prime of Nickelodeon. 
Oh, absolutely, oh, my good man. Please let me allow me to step back. Well, well, Captain Jack's boat tour kicks in because <laughs> you're going into the yeah, back of the um, here. Yeah, no, uh, I was there. I've been there since the heyday of Universal when um, all the Nickelodeon shows were filmed there. All the Double Dare and Legend Hidden Temple and Guts and all that were filmed at the big uh, soundstage. It's now the Blue Man Group show. Um, I was there when Jaws was there. I was there when King Kong was there. I was there when Back to the Future was there. Um, yeah, I saw all that shit all get turned into simulator rides. That was like if I went as a kid, I was more wanting to go to Universal Studios more than I ever wanted Disney because I was definitely a Nickelodeon kid, and like always, especially at the end of a lot of those live shows, like you know, taped in front of a live studio audience at Universal Studios. You, Orlando, you can ride the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, like close to like back in the wild, like Wild Crazy Kids, where they had stuff that were set yeah. up around the park, and. To like watch YouTube videos where you see like the deconstruction, or you see the before and after, or what they're the how like I think this is completely sucks is how in the early '90s they they buried that time capsule and it was supposed to be like oh it's going to be open for kids in the future and I think that was going to be 50 years so it's going to be open mm-hmm. in like 2040 something I want to say and not 2040 yeah 2040 something. And, like, now it, it was eventually moved to a Nickelodeon resort, and then I recently found out that's now gone. So there's this yeah. there's this time capsule that's supposed to be a huge-ass deal, completely gone. Well, that Britney Spears CD will have to live on elsewhere, <laughs> in that lava lamp or something. Oh, um, no, it's a big it's a big boner killer. It's it's the, the Holocaust Museum of theme parks. It's, oh, my uh, God. It's, uh, it's it's frowny faces and, and no good time. Although, really, if they were going to just make all the money, you would reopen something, some aspect that's just an amalgamation of all the old Nickelodeon properties. So they still own it. They still make money off it. And uh, the resurgence of Double Dare is a big thing. Um, you know, they made the Hey Arnold movie. They're supposedly redoing Rugrats. So now is a great time to bring back Nickelodeon nostalgia because 30-somethings like us get rid of would that, buy the shit out of it. You can get rid of that whole, like, comic strip. Part. Oh, com- uh, um, 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 Cartoon Lagoon or Cartoon Lagoon, yeah, no, bulldoze all that. Yeah. Um, it's hot garbage. Nobody cares about the Cassie ice cream shop right. or fucking Blondie's sandwich. Yeah, this is Dagwood. cold. Yeah, Dagwood. This is horseshit. Yeah, so there's actually two Universal parks now in Florida. There's Islands of Adventure and there's the Classic Universal. Unfortunately, Classic Universal is going through a bit of an identity crisis at the moment. You no longer ride the movies. It's no longer based on being on a movie studio set. It's now just, hey, here's a property that we're hoping anyone remembers for the next 10 minutes. Uh, so you've got things like Jimmy Fallon. You've got things like Fast and the Furious. You've still got E.T. standing as a beacon of, of light from days past. Men in Black. Men in Black is pretty awesome. Simpsons. Simpsons I've boycotted because it replaced Back to the Future. And then um, they're, they're redoing the Jurassic Park ride. I did actually see a video about that recently, too. Are they redoing Jurassic Park? Yeah, what Park? are they doing to it? I thought like they they uh, were redoing it for Jurassic World, or was it the? Not surprising. When the first yeah. movie came out, they redid the area a little bit and updated some things, but I didn't know that they were fully committing the ride. That makes sense. Um, it's actually a decent ride. The ride holds up better than the actual movie does. Again, this is the final episode of the IndyCast. Hope everyone enjoyed the ride. Where, yeah, I know, and this is first-hand footage of the show breaking up. I I did learn an interesting fact about that ride today. Is that it was actually not made originally intended to be made for the movie. It was originally intended to be made for the book, 
and it was through in the production of the the movie and actually how the success it did they're like oh we need to change what we're doing because that the movie is way bigger hit than we we thought it would be not necessarily i i believe that because um not that they fucking advertise it as such but Islands of Adventure is supposed to be literature. Right. Because Old Universe is supposed to be film. Because you've got uh, Marvel Superhero Island, which is comic books. Right. You've got Harry Potter, which is all obviously novels. You've got um, Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. So, yeah, they were all supposed to be literary. And then fucking King Kong, because uh, we need room for that ride. So there it is. Uh, yeah. King Kong Skull, <laughs> Kong Skull Island, the... The only one of the few rides that my three-year-old is big enough to get is big enough to get on. Yeah, you know that thrill ride. That's right. To scare the shit out of them. Yeah, if you want to do Universal, I'll drag you through Universal as well, and we can play the oh, this used to be cool game, or we can do Disney. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. <laughs> the this used to be cool game. That's yeah. sad but true. They do have. I will say this: the Spider-Man ride kicks ass. It does. The Transformers ride is the exact same ride. Why do we have two versions of the same never, ride? Never ridden it once. Um, you hate Transformers. You've already ridden it. It's the Spider-Man ride. Well, I don't um, like the Transformers either. So, uh, so fuck your overlay. The I was gonna say now the Mummy roller coaster doesn't suck. Um, My wife says the Harry Potter stuff good. Harry Potter's fine. It's good. Um, there's a there's a store called the Vault that's in the middle of the park, and it has uh, it's like the Sadness Club. It's only merchandise for stuff that's gone. So, like, you can go get Jaws stuff, you can go get Back to the Future stuff, it's all in there. And a lot of it's in your house. And a lot of it is in my house. Oh, yeah, there's also the the prop shop where uh, they sell off old shit from the park. So, um, like, they just tore down the Beetlejuice stage show, and you can buy the platform that Frankenstein laid on and shit. So, yeah. Lots of awesome ways to throw away your money. So, well, this has been the theme park part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not sponsored by any of them. No. Um, but here, Lord knows we should be. Here at Disney, if you'd like to sponsor our podcast, right. please contact us at IndieCast at gmail.com. Right. That's IndieCast at gmail.com. Sponsored by Jogga Lake, but they're not giving us any money because they're no longer around. They're dead. <laughs> how, was, how was the trend? I don't, I don't want to keep talking about theme park stuff. But how was the official, like, what was the press conference from Jogga Lake? Like, hey, kids, this summer... No more fucking rides. Yeah, just just a walk. Just we yeah. have a hose and a slip and slide. It's like Toys R Us. Your childhood is over. <laughs> no, it's just it's just splash splash. How do they sell that? How do they spin that? Uh, I f- I think the first time they came out, and they were like, okay, like we're going to get rid of the rides. We're just going to do, you know, water park only. That was a you know a huge huge deal because there are so many historic rides at that point at. Uh, Joggle Lake, you know, the Big Dipper was a, you know, roller coaster that I think been around since like the 20s. And it was supposed to be like, oh, this was a one of the first roller coasters like it in the in the state. Like, we can't get rid of it. And I think that stood for many, many years. It's actually, it was really sad for a number of years, especially because uh, there used to be uh, across the little lake was SeaWorld. So if you grew mm-hmm. up around that time period, you know, you, you Joggle Lake on one side, SeaWorld on the other. And then Joggle Lake got bought by Six Flags. So it was still that, that kind of dynamic where you had a great, cool amusement park on one side with rides, the other one cool marine amusement park on the other side. Eventually, SeaWorld was trying to get out of Ohio because they were like, we have all these really top-notch locations, and then we have one in the middle of Ohio, and you know we have to close half the year, so let's, let's get out of there. They sold it to, I want to say, to Six Flags. They tried to run like two kind of parks at the same time. They got out of it. So 
here comes Cedar Fair buying up the properties. And slowly but surely, it started dying away. And they took that, end up taking that SeaWorld, well, the old SeaWorld property. And that's what became more of the uh, water park side of it. Well, more of the focal point. Yeah. yeah. And then, well, even when it was just, it was the two, you had saw the rides on one side, but then you had all these, you know, water park type stuff on the other side. And then when they decided to basically close off all of the water park, I mean, of the amusement park side, you just had this ghost town of rides and you'd, you'd drive past it on the road and the, you know, the regular high fences, but then you just see these shadows of these like roller coasters that are still sitting there and like nobody's been there in years i know if you go on youtube you can find uh, people flying drones or people sneaking in maybe all ironically enough to kind of connect both of our sides of the united states or both of our parts is how people sneak into nickelodeon the old nickelodeon studios and take videos and all this stuff it's the same thing with joggle lake where people are going in sneaking in and taking these pictures of this just place that's just decomposed Hmm. Anyway, let's talk about wrestling for a second. Since, oh, okay. <laughs> since uh, that's kind of what we both do, and I do want to throw out because I, I want to know if if a name that I'm thinking will show up since you guys threw it to me, and that's is there any names in Florida that we should know about? You pointing at me? You go first. Oh <laughs> shit! I don't know. I, um, uh, Florida-based talent that people should know more about. Um, Saeed El Sabah. Okay. Uh, I'll throw that one out there really quickly. If you have not caught Saeed El Sabah yet. He just made uh, a, an appearance on Evolve for the first yeah. time recently. So starting to make a name for himself, but definitely local Florida talent, I think, uh, has a bright, a bright future ahead of him. I have to go. I I, I know he's you're, you're starting to hit buddies, aren't you? No. no. Uh, uh, he's starting to branch out, um, but I got to give it to uh, – well, I don't know. I, well, whatever. Uh, I gotta give Daffy. Yeah, Daffy yeah. is daddy. I mean, daddy he is, is daddy. the most entertaining wrestling deity of 2018. He is a hashtag feminist icon. Like for somebody he's who the weapon of he is a weapon of success star, and everybody's dream match, dream match opponent in 2019. Did um, you get that on his card? I did. Good. Uh, so Effie, we've had on the show a couple times, and is amazing because whatever you. Whatever your show needs, Effie will will fill that void. If you need someone who's going to be a little more lighthearted and like is okay with comedy and, right. and and introducing that kind of stuff into wrestling, Effie's no problem. In fact, at the most recent Full Impact Pro Show, uh, he got a, a top rope burn on his genitalia as two men grabbed him on either side and just slowly drug him across the top rope, growing first. Um, but also, he's actually a very, very talented wrestler and a great yeah. and a great talker. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, big on Effie, big on Saeed El Sabah, and they just wrestled at Fest. They did this past weekend. Um, so we both we're both on the right track in terms of booking. Uh, also, since I'll just now that more names are popping to my head right now. Troy Hollywood. Oh, of course, no, everyone uh, who we've had on our show in the last like year and a half yeah. is all winner, winner, chicken dinners. Like that is all. Yeah, but they, people may not have listened to our stuff yet. They probably so, should. Uh, they should. I agree. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash WNRS. Oh, hey. Hey. Uh, um, no, Troy Hollywood, Stupid Stripes, um, Marcos Espada, who hasn't been on our show yet. Um, I can remedy that. Let me know. Okay. Um, all kinds of female talent. We've got 
a smorgasbord. It, the South is a real big hotbed for wrestling, yeah. particularly with Florida, because I guess there's some bullshit in Orlando that everyone wants to go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, there's wrestling all over the place. It's all very good. Um, Book Sue Young. She's great, too. Like, Although she's not even like a Florida talent anymore. Yeah. She's all over the goddamn place. Yeah. But she was. She was Florida for, for a minute. Um, yeah, Sue Young, I think, is uh, definitely grown past the... Uh, Florida Channel thing. She's yeah, she's ascended as the undead bride should. Right. Um, no, Coda, everybody. There, there's Florida. There's great people in Florida. Barrington Hughes. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Epic. There's all kinds of who's super talented people in Florida. There's there's so, a, there's the name I was looking for was Aaron, uh, Aaron Epic. He he's only been up here a couple times. There was actually a, a short lived, I mean a short lived promotion that loved booking him. And they were kind of pushing him to the moon, but the guy... Well, they should have. I didn't necessarily say they went out of business. I think he just said, fuck it. They did like six shows total. Three were public. Three were like private shows that were uh, that they taped and they were going to... Or I should say secret shows. That's the right word for it. That they were going to put on DVD. And that's where I first met Aaron Epic. And uh, absolutely amazing dude. And I think uh, he, he was actually heel. And... I think I yelled epic fail to him and this at this time it was probably my I want to say like my fifth independent wrestling show jumps out of the ring gets in my face and I'm like ooh, like oh shit <laughs> like he immediately kind of earned my respect and uh, I was a huge fan of his and I'm, I'm sad that nobody has like booked him to come back up here because I thought he was a really good talent and that was back at the beginning of 2012 and since then mm-hmm. he's gotten nothing but better and his name's gotten a little bit bigger but there's still nobody even close to booking him around here and I mean not just even Ohio with you know AIW and Rockstar Pro but like IWA Mid-South IWC and, and Pittsburgh and like there's nobody that seemed to be pulling I, I, I'm he's the guy that I'm really really rooting for and I think of all my uh, wrestling shirts that I have, I have an obscure one of his that was made by that promotion that's no longer around. And there's every so once while someone will see it and they'll be like, that's that's an awesome shirt. You're ready? I'll do this one for you too. If you'd like a new Aaron Epic shirt, <laughs> you can get that at fullygimmick.com. That's, that's right, www.fullygimmick.com. We may know the owner. That's true. Well, uh, no, Aaron Epic is, is one of us who may have seen the owner naked. Well, <laughs> Um, <laughs> if you buy two shirts, uh, no, uh, <laughs> oh, well, no, Aaron Epic is the, is the best. Um, I, Aaron Epic's jumping out and yelling at a fan. Oh, would never think of such a thing. Stars and Garters. I would <laughs> never. My stars. No, um, I've seen Aaron Epic yell some pretty ridiculous things. <laughs> um, so if I look up, the most pissed I've ever seen Aaron Epic was not at a fan. It was definitely a few shows ago where they played the wrong music for him. Oh God, my life flashed before my eyes. No, I think my favorite, if I had to pick a favorite Aaron Epic quote from the last year, it was probably when he was in an intergender tag team match. It was him and Mermaid, Aspen Rose, versus Troy Hollywood and Selena De La Renta. And uh, when the referee was checking them before the match, he went to check Selena, <coughs> a.k.a. the booty monster, and uh, she turned around to let the ref check her Booty Monster. Booty Monster. And the referee paused, and Aaron Epic yelled at the top of his lungs, you better check that woman's asshole. And I wanted to make that a shirt. No one else really went with that for me. <laughs> I lost the vote on that. Um, but, yeah, no, pretty amazing. 
And 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 again, also side note, he's a great wrestler. He's yeah. a fantastic wrestler. Amazing wrestler. Um, but also he has yelled some pretty ridiculous things at crowds that make me very happy. So, but yes, number one, go buy a shirt at bullygimmick.com. Number two, since you are obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you are right now the the podcast voice of Ohio. True. I, I am now speaking to you, Ohio residents who have never listened, who have heard, never heard us before. Go look up Aaron Epic a little bit. Look at some of the stuff he does. In fact, you can look him up at uh, at, at Punk Pro Wrestling. That's true. Where uh, he is the uh, was, pardon me, the Punk yeah, Pro fully uh, gimmick Punk Pro uh, heavyweight champion That's for right. quite a while. Uh, and you can find the Punk Pro shows. Where is that? Well, uh, uh, Pivot Share. Punk Pro is uh, the full shows are on Pivot Share. Uh, also, if you scrounge around on YouTube, you can find um, some clips. But go find him, and then uh, beg your local promoter yeah. to, to bring Aaron Epic in and ask book Aaron to, Epic 2018. That's yeah, our new the hashtag. Traveling, the traveling the traveling serial killers uh, to your neck of the woods because uh, he will definitely give you an excellent show. Uh, with some awesome theme music, make sure they bring the right one. Oh, for the love of Christ. will yeah, get really un- that unhappy. Since well, that was the not swinging ear and epic portion of the episode. <laughs> that, was, that was the get your shit in part of the episode. <laughs> I think I got the IndyCat type in, I got fully gimmicked in, and I got your pivot chair. Hey, Marvin, cross all those off. There you go. I am the voice of the merchless. If you have bingo on your IndyCast bingo card, please send in a copy at wrestlingcheers at gmail.com and we will send you probably nothing but... Let me me go old school IndyCast on Uh, this one. For those of you playing the IndyCast drinking game at home, please take a drink for all of my my get get our shit in. Oh, you're missing with a Stan Hansen reference. And for those of you playing the IndyCast drinking game at home, please take two drinks, one for a Stan Hansen reference and one for Zach stealing my gimmick. That's true. That's what I'm here for. We we're commonly known we're, we're we're all geeks, and we all love wrestling. I mean, that's we do wrestling podcasts. Is there anything within wrestling that you collect? Oh shit! Well, unfortunately, I'm stuck collecting T-shirts, uh, <laughs> which I, I I have a I'm looking into getting like a T-shirt quilt made out of just wrestling shirts because I have so badly many of them. Um, adorable, by the way. Do you have yeah. a number? Oh Jesus! A number of shirts? No, I've stopped counting. I the shame set in. I stopped I counting. Think, I think my wrestling shirt collections become crazy because of you. That's true. <laughs> because of that. Well, let's see. So let's talk about some of your wrestling collectibles because you've got um, some good good. Uh, I think the highlight of my wrestling collectibles uh, is a signed by pretty much the entire roster ECW Cyber Slam 2000 poster ECW. Uh, be- you know, before the internet really became a thing, you used to do an internet convention um, over a weekend in the Philadelphia area. Um, they did one show in Allentown, I think, that they bust a bunch of us over for, uh, and then had a show at the ECW Arena, and then in the daytime they had uh, big Q&A panels where at the end of the panel everybody would come over and, and sign stuff. Um, I still have that poster to this day that's signed by... Paul Heyman, uh, the Dudleys, Balls and Axel, you, you name it. If, if they were on the roster in 2000 in ECW, Tommy Dreamer, Just Incredible, I've, I've got their autograph on it. Um, I own a lot of wrestling books. Uh, I definitely have uh, Dusty Rhodes' uh, autobiography signed by Dusty. Uh, that was down here at a, uh, at a, a Florida championship show um, that they did outside at a uh, the lot of a car dealership. That is Southern as um, well. And I can tell you that uh, Dusty was there as like your big kind of pole because he was signing free autograph. Um, but I can tell you that uh, I got to see 
one of my favorite wrestlers ever. You know how much I love this guy. I got to see Loki on that show. Um, yeah, no, your eye roll. You can't hear his eye roll, but it, it definitely was there. <laughs> I'm not going to go on my low-key rant right now. Well, but, going so fucked about that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but there was a bunch of people that actually kind of became names on that awesome. show. Um, what else? God. I've got masks. I've got pop figures. I've got... Uh, for me, I do have some masks. Um, You've got me beating the mask department. Well, I only wear them fully nude. Yeah, well, it. it's just it's Santo mask and nothing else. That's why I do some of the shows over at the Dinner headquarters. Still record mask and nude. Um, remember, I, I said somebody you see the owner of Fully Gimmick Naked. I never said I, which well, one it was. That was what it was. So. Uh, let's see. The other things I collect is I do collect. I, I've slowed down um, considerably over the last probably two years, but I I have a decent um, Mattel wrestling figure collection. Um, Usually of more, I'm not going to be like a hipster, like, I only get the obscure ones, but I do have, like, you know, oddly specific ones here and there. Um, I do a lot of enamel pins right now. I'm collecting a lot of wrestling pins. Um, I have a really obnoxious collection of there. And then the other thing is, I don't have many of them, but I do have a couple of the LJN rubber figures. Nice. Um and there's a an independent company called Lunar Crip, <laughs> and uh, hashtag not sponsored. Uh, hashtag sponsor us. That yes, please. That uh, have been doing a series of horror themed wrestling LJN figures. Oh. And I have a Crimson Ghost, and I have a Part Two Friday the Thirteenth Jason that's made out of a hillbilly gym. Um, that's my favorite part about that. That's yeah. made out of a hillbilly. The uh, Crimson Ghost is made out of Ronnie Piper. Also amazing. Yeah. And that's about all I collect in terms of wrestling. Although I did just pick up a new poster from Kaiju Big Battle, so I've got that to hang up on my wall. We could go into a really big discussion about T-shirts because that's the that's the main thing I collect. Like I never got into figures as much. I mean, I had some Hasbro's as a kid. I love these re-releases that they're doing, but yes, ever since after the first wave, every store that I go to does not even sell them. So I have to go online. So that completely sucks. But, they just mentioned uh, when, at Comic Con the, the the new retro figures um, that they got hosed on distribution, so they're going to do it better this next uh, this next wave. And this next wave has fucking Iron Sheik in it, so you know I'm oh, buying that shit. Yeah. The but like T-shirts. I'm at personally. I'm at two like round two hundred and fifty. Holy shit! Okay, you got me beat. <laughs> and it keeps growing because I subscribe to the WWE Loot Crate. And then me going to just shows like I like with Absolution this weekend or this past weekend when people are listening to it is I know I'm buying two shirts like before I'm even in there a minute because people are having like uh, Magnum CK and Derek Director, Derek Director, I'm buying their shirts. So that's adding to the collection. And I've I've lost count because one thing that I'm doing this year on Instagram, which I think some people have heard me talk about, I'm doing a different T-shirt every day. So if I wear a shirt once, I'm not wearing it again. If I do, I don't post it. And I think right now I'm at 186 or 7. Well, now i got to fuck up all those numbers. i got to send a shitload of shirts. <laughs> um, I, I would say, because you collect wrestling shirts, what are some of your favorites that you have? Well, like I said, I'm I'm somewhat biased here yeah. uh, because I, I fucking make them. So. Right. Um, okay, well then let let me adjust the question a little okay. bit, and then I'll take it. What what's what's the your and this maybe maybe this is like asking your favorite child type of situation. 
Uh, are you shaking your head? To, are you shaking me off this question? No, I'm shaking you as you think it's difficult. It's super nice. Oh, okay. What's, what's the favorite shirt you guys have designed? My time? absolute favorite fully gimmicked T-shirt goes to the tag team of Martin Stone and Aaron <laughs> Epic, okay. known the world over as Straight Up Boner Fuel, and yeah, that shirt has a shark with a anthropomorphic bulldog riding it, firing a machine gu- a, a chain gun into the air with an atomic bomb explosion behind it. It was a giant pain in the ass to make. We made them uh, almost exclusively for uh, AWE in Atlanta, and when we walked into that building with a box of those shirts hot off the presses, someone's 51-year-old grandmother came up to us and asked, do you have the boner shirts in stock, in which I got a confidently... <laughs> Look that woman in the eye and say, "Yes, ma'am, we've got the boner shirts." Uh, so that hands down my favorite shirt we ever did. Now don't get me wrong; we've done some super kick-ass Aaron Epic shirts, and um, the Aaron Epic whiskey shirt quite still be one of them. That is uh, that is a great one that Luna came up with. We've done a shitload of Sue Young shirts. Um, Which your latest one, by the way? Wow. The splatter effect one. Yeah, we've got all kinds of stuff that we've done for all kinds of wrestlers. Super, they're super creative. We are sometimes creative. Things work out well, but hands down, no, straight up Boner Fuel, my absolute favorite t-shirt we ever did. My favorite wrestling shirt I've ever owned all time, um, god damn, I loved that old school Sandman shirt when I had it. Yeah. Like the original one with him posing with the cane up in the air yeah. and the beer bottle and the beer cans and stuff. That one's got to be a big one. Actually, my uncle still owns that shirt. Uh, God love him. I brought it back from him from Philadelphia once, and he still wears that shirt to this day. Uh, and I, I love the fact that he does that. Lately, though, um, I don't know that scary Sue one you guys did. I, I I love my scary the the half mask one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, might be one of my might be one of my favorites. So now, Zach, do you have yeah. a favorite one that you haven't designed, or just one that you've actually had in your collection? Um, hmm. Well, obviously, there's a special place in my heart for the uh, 8-bit uh, Mega Powers and Mega Bucks shirts, because obviously that started a friendship, so those hold a special place in my heart. Um, uh, the one off the top of my noodle, um, you know what? I'm going to give two answers. I'm going to give a non-hipstery <laughs> answer and then a very hipstery <laughs> answer. You started with a non? Uh, the non-hipstery one, I just realized he doesn't do it anymore, but I have the, um, from Pro Wrestling Tees, I have, definitely not putting them over I have the uh, Kenny Omega Texas Chainsaw Master shirt. Amazing. Uh, when he was doing the chainsaw arm. Um, so I have that. It weighs a ton because the, the printing they had to do on it, it's like it just weighs a ton on the front because it's all ink. But right. That's a favorite of mine. My hipster answer is I own an electric zombie um, undead wrestlers. It's, um, oh, what was the arcade cabinet? WrestleFest? WrestleFest. Yeah. I have a WrestleFest shirt, but they're all zombies. That nice. was done by a Florida artist named Electric Zombie. It is awesome. It is one of my absolute favorite shirts, but it's my hipster one. You can't buy that shit anymore because you got hit with a cease and desist. Yeah. So, uh, so that is one of my absolute favorite. I, I actually have somewhere on here a what was a the doink sticker that you yes. bought me that I turned into a doink magnet. That's true. So that and then you also have um, a pizza box too that he did, which has. I do indeed. That's also part of my uh, wrestling collection with yeah. Brutus Barber Beefcake. Yeah, which it. again was another. Um, which I think you got a bunch of that shit for free because he was like, I gotta more. get rid of this. Yeah. So here you go. So, so that's the hipster one. Shout out to Electric Zombie. Love his work. Who still does some cool work. Does. I think for me the 
one of my favorites because I, I like ones that kind of stand out. Maybe that could be considered hipster, hipster-ish. Like there's some like cool designs that I do like, you know, maybe NWO, Bullet Club, uh, DX, whatever. Like those that like that were mass produced and a lot of people have. But there's always ones that like when people see and they're just like, oh, my God, like that's that's a really cool shirt or they, they have some sort of reaction to it. Some of my favorites are uh, I did buy this year the Ric Flair KFC shirt that WWE came out with. And, oh shit! I didn't know that was a thing. God, I would have bought that too. Yeah, like the night that, uh, of Royal Rumble when they actually aired that commercial, they released it. And I think it was a one run because I noticed once sizes started going out of stock, they never came back. And I happened to catch catch it on a deal where I was able to get my size right before they went out of stock. So that's that's a really cool one because obviously people see that like, oh, Ric Flair, KFC, that's cool. Um, I have a Drew McIntyre shirt from his original run in WWE, oh, and the story that I love behind it is I wore it to an AIW show that Cole Cabana was at, and he he's looking at me just like like looking at his merch. He goes, "Two shirts that," and in my head I'm like, "All right, like this guy, you know, he's worked so many different independent shows, he has to know what, like what it is. Like maybe there's a reason why he's actually asking me." So I go like, "Drew Drew McIntyre," he's like, "I've never seen a Drew McIntyre shirt in my life. That just." blew me away that this guy who's worked all these shows has never seen one and he saw it when I was wearing it and I did get to tell Drew McIntyre that the day that he returned back to WWE at WrestleCon and my last one is I have a Chris Candido shirt that I bought from Sonny off of Facebook and I wore it to a House of Hardcore show and it was just kind of like oh cool like Philly Arena that's like only thing that I had that's actually from that era like Chris Candido legitimately every ecw legend that's seen it gave me a compliment and uh tommy dreamer walked by me and he goes nice shirt nice fucking shirt like gave me a pat on the back and everything like he was impressed i'm like wow i wasn't i wasn't wearing it for a reaction i was wearing it because i felt it was a cool shirt to wear to the arena and did you did you wash it a few times in hot water because sunny sold it to you hey <laughs> come on no yeah i shouldn't have said that no that was years before she started doing porn so yeah, but I already got I already also, got yelled at one. Other t shirt memory is when uh saw the one and only Chikara show in uh Tampa. Yeah. I was wearing my Road Warrior shirt and Sydney Bacobello and that's a nice shirt and I was like, Oh thanks, Sydney. Like your shirt too. He's like, God that's Ted my shirt and I was like, Oh god, I gotta go. God we gotta get this we gotta get that episode back up on uh Sydney Bacobello episode. All right, we're going to start to wrap this show up. Before we do, we have to get into the newly cemented thing that we're doing here on the podcast, and that is the Wrestling Cheers Fave 5 questions. And since this is new, even though I have explained it to you off air, but for those who don't know, it's in the vein of Booker T. And if you ever really listen to Booker T when he was on commentary with all his amazing catchphrases like Shucky Ducky, Quack Quack, and all that, he always said, this wrestler was in his Fave 5. It's always, oh, he's in my Fave 5. He's in my Fave 5. He's in my Fave He always said more than five people were in his Fave 5. So, in the spirit of Booker T, there are six questions. And since I've originally introduced this, I have added a bunch more, and I get to pick which ones uh, we do. And I'm going to start with a very classic one for you both. And both and this both options have follow-up questions. And that's oh boy. bacon or sausage? Bacon. Sausage all day. Okay. How dare you? The the bacon follow-up is crispy or not crispy, and the sausage follow-up is link or patty. 
Uh, I need I need a bit of a chewier bacon. I, I don't want it super crispy. Uh, I need I need some bite to my bacon. Um, I vote uh, don't give a shit either way. I'll do I'll take them in links or patties. I don't care. Um, if I okay, I'll, I'll give a real answer. If it's like just a breakfast, like if it's like scrambled eggs and bleh, I I'll take it in links. But if it's a sandwich, then I'll take it patty. Yeah. Okay. I forget that that's pretty much common. I think it'd be more or less if you're having it with with eggs and pancakes or whatever. Do you want uh, a patty or sausage? Yeah. Um, what would be a really fun controversial one? Okay. What do you feel is the best physical portrayal? And I have to say physical. Sorry, Mark Hamill. Portrayal of the Joker. Ooh, you're falling right into my wheelhouse now. <laughs> uh, uh, physical. Um, Eesh. Um, I well, I'm going to answer. Uh, Jack Nicholson is 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 my answer um, because he represented so much of what the Joker was the comic books at the time of being very theatrical, um, but also being unhinged. And uh, he shoots Bob the henchman like, and he's like, "I want to need a minute." Like that's so. I'm a number one. I got um, Thank you, Jack Collins. Um, yeah, no, and like. You know, the him and Batman are fighting in the goddamn bell tower, and then randomly he's just like, "Oh, you made me, you idiot!" And he's like, "Well, you fucking killed my parents, so you made me." And then Joker's like, "Yeah, I made you, you made me." It's stupid. What are we even talking about? Like that um, kind of stuff wins me over. Physical, since you specified physical embodiment, I'm actually going to agree with Zach. Uh, Nickel, Cesar Romero. Yes, Cesar Romero. Yeah. The Nickel Nicholson is definitely the best physical embodiment of the Joker. Uh, but Heath Ledger is the best Joker <laughs> since he took Hamill out of the equation. True. All right. Vocally, Hamill is the best Joker. Well, I mean, yeah. So. Yeah, I, when I originally did this question on Facebook, everybody wanted to go Mark Hamill. And I'm like, well, I get that, but I want to go like more movies and TV because like people actually had to put on makeup and everything. If they have the certain mannerisms that they have to do, then have someone try to tell me, well, if you've ever watched him in videos, like he'll he'll do the manners, he'll do. I'm like, well, he didn't do it for a movie or a TV show. Like, I get that he does it for cons so he can get in the character. He's really good, but if you threw Joker makeup on that, you'd go, why is Luke Skywalker wearing makeup? No, true. And me personally, I'm a huge Heath Ledger fan, but I feel like I feel like there's no right or wrong answer except Jared Leto. That's wrong. <laughs> I, I will say briefly, because I don't want to stretch this out too, too long, uh, I am mildly interested in the Joaquin Phoenix movie that's coming out, because I'm a huge Joaquin Phoenix fan, um, so I, I'm interested to see where he takes it. As my hot take on that, I am super not interested. Really? <laughs> because I feel like this is uh, the next step in DC's answer for everything. Sure. The previous step was, make everything Batman. And sure. now the answer is make everything Joker. Right. And so I am super not a As a Joker fan, I am perfectly okay with them making everything Joker. <laughs> and I even don't mind Jared Leto's performance either. Well, by. you like sheep. So uh, <laughs> what's the next question? <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, well, since we're food guys, well, I'll go to a food one. When you have in your wings, bone in or boneless? Okay. I was really going to say bone out so I could go bing bong. <laughs> bing bong. Uh, boneless wings are chicken nuggets and sauce. Oh look at look who whose grandpa was on Facebook recently. Look at you. <laughs> Don't you send me that chain letter too while you're at it? Bo- Bone in wings is is, is uh, Die Hard a Christmas movie. Yes, it is. Oh, look at you. As, as, uh, hey, as don't ruin a question that you're going to get answered la- asked later. <laughs> a 
as a as a as a uh, a board resident of upstate New York, not that far away from Buffalo, uh, I would like to bone in. And if you bred those wings, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. Oh, okay. like bre- and that's why I hate wings down here in Florida because they all all the wing places bred their goddamn wings, and now they're all like, oh, we got a naked version. Yeah, but then you don't want to cook them because you're still trying to cook them like, like you've got the breading on them, and then you cook them too hard. So. Mm. Um, I have, uh, here's my logic towards it. I, uh-huh. I, I go with boneless because my fat mass is like, well, I'm going to get more meat out of this because I'm not going to, you go boneless because you like the toy with your happy meal. Right. Uh, <laughs> because, um, mom says the bones, I could choke on them. Right. So I got to go with the, I got to go boneless. Big, big bark. Um, no, uh, because I've got, I've always had, um, I'm, I'm going to get real personal for a second. I've always had real shitty bone technique. And so I've I've uh, in eating regular traditional wings that's not what I've I've never never, I never got a decent amount of of meat in my mouth from it. And so (laughs) so I was just going with boneless because like that uh, you know that was just made more sense. Now with that being said, Uh uh, in recent years I've been watching a lot of videos on how to get more meat off the bone. And so and I can't watch the videos in public for some reason. Ex, I don't know why they're blocking your ex, them. Your ex hamster search just must be real. How dare you? It's Pornhub. I'm not an animal. Um, anyway, um, so uh, I have been more going towards traditional lately, but um, but just by and large, just for easy for ease of access, I I eat it like an aristocrat. I eat with the fork, the boneless, and then and then I'm right in the um in the blue cheese. You're making me think of. Like, one of my favorite Effie insults for a guy that was yelling uh, uh, sexual slurs at him. And he goes, sir, you, you, you're uh, what do you say? Your Google search looks way too much like me for you to be saying uh, that's like true. that. That's true. So, uh, yeah, so there, there you go. There's my my heart-wrenching reveal <laughs> about why I go with boneless wings because uh, I'm intimidated by uh, traditional. There you go. Now, do, do you have them cut up before you eat them, or do you do that by yourself? Does Luna feed them to you? <laughs> your high chair? Luna cuts them for me. But sometimes I can do it myself. If it's the bigger pieces, I can do it myself. Question three. Glad I've become a child of the show. That's the, the, hey, you the made narrative. Me, you made me grandpa. Revenge, Shocker. What do you want from me? I've lost track. <laughs> I think we're on going into four. He's lost track too. Okay, good. Uh, when it comes when it comes to your media, such as you know movies and and music, are you physical media or digital? Good question. Oh, me, movie boy. Oh, uh, <laughs> I've been in your I, house. I know what you're. I, I was going to say. I uh, <laughs> let me start by saying um, how, how do I put this delicately? Um, I Why watch I watch a lot of awful shit. You do watch little real a lot of bad movies. Um, Mostly for reviews, though. You have a minor yeah. excuse. I that's the saddest thing is like just with the amount of time I have, I'll I watch bad movies. I <laughs> you just watch them for fun anyway. I can't. I'm just always watching shitty movies, and so a lot of the time they aren't available digitally. So I end up having this huge collection of really shitty movies on uh, DVD. And now, thanks to Jesse at Kick Out of Two, I'm I'm being tempted back in the realm of VHS tapes. So yeah, this is terrible. so uh, so who knows what where the, what other dead mediums. I'll be uh, I'll be grabbing into next, but yeah, I'm mostly physical, um, just because of ease of access. Yeah, uh, Jesse is getting me wanting to get VHSs too, so you're not the only one. God damn it! Movies, I tend to be more physical. 
music, I tend to be more digital. Spotify is like my best friend when it comes to music. Uh, no, I'm a big old hipster. I get a lot on vinyl. Well, you, and you, because of that, you've turned my wife into a bit of a hipster because right. she's buying stuff on vinyl. However, I will make note here that Luna is the one who gets music on vinyl. I get dumb shit on vinyl. <laughs> I get. I'm giving you dumb shit I on get, vinyl. Yes, I get movie soundtracks. I get Manos the Hands of Fate on vinyl. Like I, that's the dumb shit. What that is I the get. Manos Hands of Fate vinyl? Oh, motherfucker! Because I thought it was the soundtrack. It's the whole shitty movie on vinyl. <laughs> the because, movie. because where would you get the soundtrack from a public domain film that was made filtered through a bag of dog shit? So no, it's just <laughs> an audio version of the shitty movie. That's amazing. Question. Five, five. Yeah, sure. we we, we are. In... Setting him up. What if we're on question eight? Now he's going to edit around this. Like, <laughs> uh, so Paul for not keeping for not keeping us in check. Save eight. Anyway, go ahead. Question number five, and it's very very appropriate that I am christening this, asking it for the first time to you guys. It is the official Wilkman question from Ooh. Kick Out of Two, and that is, of course, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? One hundred percent, yes. Bruce Willis is a Bruce, by the way. Bruce Willis is a cranky bitch. <laughs> Who came out recently and said it's yeah, not? It's not even though shut one up. of the co-writers of it says it is. Yeah. Um, shut but up. I've heard shut the up, argument. Bruce, you miserable bastard. I've heard the. Oh, argument. I can't wait to see Black. Uh, yeah, I've heard the argument that it's not because the um, because the holidays don't really play a factor in the film. But my argument towards that against that is when Bruce Willis gets the machine gun. And leaves the, the dead terrorist there on the sweater that the terrorist wears. It does not say "shittle dd." I have a gun now. It says I've got a machine gun now. Ho ho ho! Right. So that is my catalyst of no no no. It's a Christmas movie. It's, a Christmas it's not reference. just dressing. It's obviously that it is making reference there. So yeah, a Christmas movie. However, follow up question: What is the best Die Hard film? That one. I mean no. With a vengeance with fucking Samuel L. Jackson. Like, come on now. I like the first one better still. First one with uh, Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber? Come on. Yes. His arms get goobly at the end when he it's falls off the building. It's, it's like a And take my advice. I love Kevin Smith, but it's definitely not uh, the one with Oh, Kevin no. Smith. Don't. Mm. Yes. Chewy. Yucky. No. Uh, question six, six of five. Well, the, uh, yeah. the, the follow-up kind of is for that because I feel like it links in and everybody's going to have their own. Just please don't say Die Hard. Is what is your favorite Christmas movie? We've what? had this, we've had this conversation on the show before. That's true. We? That's true. Um, uh, Christmas Shoes, the movie. No. Uh, oh, kick you right in the teeth. There is a Christmas Shoes, the movie too. By the way, am I going to have to review that? Like I reviewed Goddamn Spookly. That you could. That would be hysterical. So. I'll review it with you if you want. Um, favorite Christmas movie. Um, Probably a Christmas, Christmas Story is, I think, my all-time favorite. Which I think we talked about this in the show, so I'm not going to go into my diatribe. Because you hate it. Used to hate it. As I'm getting older, I'm getting the Are movie. Are you turning? I'm, get, I'm, I'm at least understanding the film now. Because when I was a kid, it was just his boring shit. Now as an adult, I'm like, oh, I can't, okay, I see where... Oh, well, see, the funny part is, for me, it's gotten better now that I'm a father. Now I'm oh, starting, true. I'm now sure I'm yeah. like, I was Ralphie, now I'm seeing the old man. It's like mm-hmm. people who, like, when they used to watch The Simpsons, like, were... Bart, like, and now, now, oh, now I'm all right, yeah. So... Um, Jesus, for me, um, I don't remember what my answer was originally. Um, By the way, Nightmare Before Christmas is way up there. That's, that's true. That's like 1A. That's true. That's and, good. I, and there's enough Nightmare Before Christmas stuff in my house to prove that's it. That's true. Um, okay, if I'm doing the same bullshit, I would say, um, uh, I'm going to say Animated Grinch. 
Okay. Because Boris Karloff is in the fucking narration. How do you beat that? Just the Jim Carrey ones go straight to hell. What about the fucking Benedict Cumberbatch one? I was about to say. Oh my god, that looks god awful, and I like Benedict. Like, I would, I would honestly. I like Bumber Snatch. I would rather, again, you're going to send me the chain mail letter? No, I would rather have a small child use my groin as a punching bag than watch. That Benedict Cumberbatch bullshit. Um, I I would rather watch Man of Tens of Fate without the Riddler. I own that on Blu-ray. Uh, <laughs> Buy it, tell. Yeah, that's horrible. I helped uh, kickstart it. Anyway, um, you should. So one one number one with a bullet is animated Grinch. One uh, A would probably be um, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the claymation. Nice. Yukon Cornelia, that's the Bumble, Herbie the Misfit Elf, Island Misfit Toys. They had a meet and greet at um, Bush Gardens yeah. uh, with, with all of them, and uh, I had my mom and my eight-year-old daughter, well, seven-year-old daughter at the time with me there, and do you want to know who the most excited was to go see all those characters was? Definitely the 41-year-old at the time. like, you can't Cornelius, get your big ginger ass over here. I have, I have a, a picture of me uh, of me hugging uh, Sam the Snowman. Yeah, of course. Like, for a while. Serious, like. Serious, like legit, like tears in my eyes, kind of hug. I'm not, I'm not in that's awesome. chain to admit it. That's yeah. awesome. Good follow up, though. I like that. I'll, I'll throw out the same invite that you guys did. If you ever come up to Ohio, Northeast Ohio, and Cleveland, not only will we go to an AIW show, but we can go to the Christmas Story House. Oh, I think I, yeah. I think I tried to get. I would love to go to the Christmas Story House, by the way. And I think I tried to get uh, Matt Wadsworth once to, uh, to try to fly us to, to get us. To get us fly up, float up as a, a special guest for the uh, <laughs> yeah, for right? uh, yeah. I told like, hey, here, tell these two jackasses. Yeah, <laughs> right. Get her, couldn't hurt ass. You miss a hundred percent shots, you don't take. Yeah. Thank you, Mark Merrow. Uh, anyway, that was actually uh, that was a uh, a Wayne Gretzky quote. Mark Merrow stole that shit. Yeah, anyway. he did. So, um, question. Seven well, of, seven no, of, no, I think I think is seven that a of nine. Is that, oh, look at you! I'll, I'll no, that, that one. That the, the other one was a follow-up. So we are on question six. Oh, the so final question. Right. Your your tailored question for you, and that is the Disney okay. Vault is about to go up in flames, and you can go only run in and save one movie. What is it? Oh, Jesus! What a good question. Don't you? I know what you're gonna say. Which one am I gonna say? S O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that shit. You're damn right. That's why I'm uh, your co-host. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going in because I've been wanting a copy of it for a long time. My wife and I are horrible, horrible people. Um, you're, you're uh, uh, mixed race. We are a mixed race couple. Yeah, let Let's me clarify. Yeah, let me clarify before I give my answer. My wife is black. I am, I am as Caucasian as I can be. Um, but we, we have a, a horrible thing of occasionally collecting really racist uh, artwork and stuff like that because we think it's funny. Uh, and it makes people uncomfortable. And our crowning jewel that we still want in our collection one day is a DVD copy of Song of the South. And uh, we have yet to Which, be able to find it. By the way, I've watched several reviews of it. It's just boring. That's its greatest. Oh, we don't care. Right. It's just a boring film. But right. yeah, no. Oh, Zippity Doodah came out of that. Zippity Doodah. Um, Real racist. But if we're, if we're not talking the. Yeah, let's not be hipsters. If we're not going hipster on this one. Um, we're going into the vault. Um, well, I think the vault yeah. in this case would be like every Disney movie that ever existed. Yeah. For me, uh, I mean, my top Disney movie is Alice in Wonderland. That was one of the first uh, Disney films I bought on DVD. Um, the fell victim to marketing. Uh, oh, shit. Um, Coco. Probably um, Zootopia. Jungle the Jungle? 
Oh, oh God. God. Mimi, no. Mimi Siku. Uh, shit, I don't know, man. Um, I'm gonna say uh, because Little John could defeat Thanos, I'm gonna go with Robin Hood. All right. Nope. No response to the Thanos reference. That's fair. That's your show. That's cool. Both of you. That's fine. <laughs> Set oh. that up as a as a clear. Hey, what do you mean by that? Nope. That's fine. We're not gonna worry about it. I'll just put on an Infinity Gauntlet right now and snap and boom. There's even no more Robin Hood ever. Well, what I'm saying is <laughs> the scene when Robin Hood and Little John are the gypsies and he kisses King John's or Prince John's hand and sucks the jewels out of the fucking thing. Uh-huh. Does it to Thanos? Boom. Infinity Gauntlet useless. Suck the loose dick. There you go. That's how that movie goes. Well, great questions. I gotta say, have you said that? I love this. Uh, this format, and uh, we'll, be, I love, we'll be stealing it next yeah, episode. We'll, oh, we're super going to steal the shit out of it. We um, got the Bislink uh, bomb shelters next week, so yeah, we'll oh be stealing that. Um, but no, I love it. Great format. Love the questions. Love the follow-up questions. I feel like I can't look um, You're Without a Santa Claus in the eye anymore or <laughs> or uh, A Christmas Carol with George C. Scott. I feel like I'm, I'm shamed both of them, but good, good questions. All right. Any final thoughts or last-minute plugs before you go? Uh, www.soundcloud.com slash WNRN that is short for Wrestling Nerd Radio Network uh, follow us Home on of, what four shows technically uh, the IndyCast um, Team Hammerfist Wrestle Crush whenever uh, Golden Guys, Guys with me and uh, Rick the Sussman Sussman and uh, Monster of the Week yep so yeah four different and, shows on that and who knows possibly more uh, I think there's even rumor of a big super show coming up. We'll see. That could be interesting into itself. So, um, so there's that. Uh, we also have an IndieCast YouTube channel, which I'm trying to update with uh, older interviews. Uh, there's also some animated episodes on there. Um, You're going to be talking Buckshot about doing another one. You could pay Buckshot. Um, and uh, let's see what else. Yeah, FullyGimmick.com. We've been doing a weekly summer sale where we've been putting up a limited run uh, designs. By the time this goes up, who knows what it'll be? Yeah, you. By the time this goes up, you law you missed out on the Sue Young splatter shirt. The week before that was the Jamie Senegal Boner City Las Vegas shirt. Gary J. Chop. Gary J. Chop House. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, super weird experimental designs we've been doing. Yeah, fullygimmick.com. It's a big merch site that we're all connected to, and they do great work. I know because I have to fucking help make them. Um, oh, uh, Fully Gimmick Fight Club. If anybody owns a Roku and download the free B-Movie TV channel... Which you should. Because, oh my god, there's some real stink burgers on there, and they are so much fun to watch. Um, but there's also a um, a weekly uh, wrestling showcase show that I host and commentate with various guests, including this fine gentleman sitting next to me. Um, so that's on there. So B-Movie TV on uh, the Roku. Fully Game Fight Club is the name of the show. Uh, I'm doing a couple of different shows in Florida. I'm ring announcing for weekly ACW Proving Ground. I've done ring announcing for Punk Pro. Oh, let's give the hype to Punk Pro. Oh, yeah, August the 26th, Punk Pro Can't Be Saved. Uh, Let's see, Trip Cassidy fights Drennan for the uh, Fully Gimmick uh, Heavyweight title. Um, how about a, how about a, a round robin tournament? Round where, robin tournament to decide uh, the number one contender for the, War the title. Warhorse Jake Parnell, Gary J. Uh, John Davis and uh, the aforementioned actually ladder match for the get your shit in title uh, Matt Kenway versus Jonathan Wolf 
There'll also be a traditional get your shit in scrambled to decide that I'm more contendership there. I'm going to be real stressed and sweaty. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty good reason to go. Yeah. My dad might be there because John Davis is booked. Uh, that's a pretty good reason. Uh, we've got quite a uh, quite a litany in the in the peanut gallery this time. True, so there'll be a lot of obnoxious fans. You want to come and be obnoxious with us? Um, come join us. Oh, and we almost forgot. Uh, Effie and Izzy, the super fan. That's right. Are fucking going head to head, and so uh, you got to see that. That's gonna be awesome. Um, as long as we don't get shut shut down by a third party, and the venue kicks us out. So, uh, other than that, uh, <laughs> social media stuff. Uh, the indie, or, or the or indie cast <laughs> everywhere on social media. I n d y k a s t. Yes, I n d y k a s t. Fuck proper spelling. That's right. And we've been going strong for five years, just like this fine man who's helped host us tonight. And uh, yeah, so keep supporting us. Support other great podcasts like this and kick out it too. And wrestling uh, cheers. Yep. Yep. And uh, drive home safe and be nice to somebody in the parking lot. Don't forget to rewind the tape. There you go. Spread the word of the wrestling nerd. Oh, there you go. Got the tagline in, too. Right. Look at that. Uh, boneless wings are okay, too. There are other catchphrases. Check that asshole. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else we've said. Die Hard, why is Hans Gruber's brother also a bad guy? That's dumb. For, for all of you playing the IndyCast drinking game at home. Right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it for us. I think we're done. All right. Thanks, guys. Go, to, go to Disney. Go to fucking Haunted Mansion. Yeah. There's the pet cemetery in the front. Which is amazing. Uh, with the Dole Whip. Um, no, we have, we're like, we have like Tourette's now. Fucking, I don't, I'm trying to think of everything we've talked about. We've been talking for like seven hours. Yeah, I don't I remember we anything. Can, we can stop now. Okay, we're good. Well, we're, good. Go. We're, we're normally more entertaining than this. Let's <laughs> go to a couple of star shows too. Goodbye. This is the Bone Collector, Dominic Greeny. You're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Don't turn that dial or I'll choke you out. <laughs> very, very fun episode there with... The ND cast. Uh, I did shoot over a, a message after we had recorded about a day or so after saying that it, it was a pleasure to do the crossover episode. I went back and re-listened to their their part too, and they're they're great people. It wasn't the full crew, but still, I'm I'm a firm supporter of guys like the Indie cast and Kick Out of Two, and I mean all the other podcasts that I always mention on a weekly basis. And you know what? We'll get to them in just a second, but there's this show. Wrestling Cheers, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. We still have the iTunes, or the Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it, the ratings, reviews, please do them. And there's there's actually a couple people who didn't screenshot them and send them to us. Some people... I can tell by the name, but not everybody can I tell whether who they are type thing. So if you do that, simply screenshot it and send us a private message on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Of course, those are at Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. And if we're not following you, so you can DM us, especially on Twitter, just send us a tweet and we'll follow you. I try to follow everybody that I know is a fan, but... Sometimes, you know, that stuff gets swept under the rug. And, of course, we got a merch store over at whatmaneuver.net. Check out all the shows on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, and Chill in the 450 Podcast. Check out all our podcasting friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Adults, 
benefits of podcasting. Center Stage, S-E-N-T-A-R, Stage. Super Fantastic Podcast. Road Home from Wrestling. And the previous shows that I've, I've mentioned already, Kick Out a 2 and the IndieCast. Check out our non-podcast friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, Rebel Life Media, The Savage Stash, Set Tab Photo, Ring Shots Photography, Enio Sports Insiders, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on this bonus episode of Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if you don't know what Gecko is. Hashtag Team Gecko for life. Later. Yeah.